We were talking a number of weeks ago, a uh, couple of, well, maybe a month ago now, or five weeks maybe, uh, about some things, especially, I think we just were sharing it mostly in the offerings about hindrance, how the end, a lot of things that people say, well, I'm waiting on God, it's just Satan hindering That's things. Right. That's right. God's answer is yes and amen right now. He's already provided these things. In the spirit realm, it's normal conditions, these, these miraculous interventions to provide our needs and, and heal our bodies and get us through the opposition of the enemy. These are just, these are just normal, you know, conditions in the spirit realm, the realm of God, the miracles I'm talking about. Um, but, um, but we've got to learn how to access those things. We were talking about, in, in, uh, I think the Wednesday, I think it was Wednesday night or whatever it was, Sunday, before we left for Paducah, I was talking about the, uh, he, the book of Hebrews there in the 10th chapter talks about come boldly to yes. the throne of grace, yes. having brethren boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Christ, by a new and living way that he's consecrated for us, that's through the veil, that's his flesh, and having a high priest of the, over the house of God, let us draw near, draw near. So boldness to come into the presence of God. And then the fourth chapter of Hebrews, the 16th verse says, uh, you know, that's come boldly to the throne of grace that you might obtain. So there's help, there's answers, there's, there's direction, there's power at the throne of grace that you can lay hold of. Hallelujah. I would not be where I am today without learning how to do that. Just so many things that would have taken me out. (laughs) Just so many things. Hallelujah. I give God the glory. He's a good God, isn't he? So we were talking about coming and accessing and, and uh, down in Paducah, I got stirred up about this even more. In fact, I told Pastor Nancy, I preached that service on a Sunday morning, I remember now, and I flew to Paducah and uh, got in her Sunday night service. And I think for the first 10 to 15 minutes of her service, she preached my Sunday morning service. I said, Pastor, you weren't listening, were you? He said, no, I didn't know. I said, I said, you did a better job than I did. <laughs> but we were talking about Hebrews, accessing God's made a way for us to come. The way is open. The invitation has been given. And uh, you can come at any time. He said to come. He never told us when to leave. So you can just spend, you can spend, you can just live there. Live, live in the presence of God. So many things you wouldn't have to deal with just if you lived in the presence of God. More conscious of him. Amen. So we were talking about that, and, um, and there were some things we're going to get into about uh, some of that getting past hindrances. We shared some of that on Wednesday night. I didn't get near all of it out, but God got done what he wanted to get done. And it has to do with accessing the presence of God. We were talking Wednesday night about accessing it through praise and worship. And, uh, and uh, personally, I enjoyed Wednesday night. More happened in the spirit realm than you know of. But uh, God got his way. But um, when I was in Paducah, no, excuse me, when I was in Olathe in April of 2019, I don't think Pastor Debbie was there. I don't remember. But anyway, Pastor Nancy was there preaching. And uh, she was ministering on uh, really the revelation that God gave to Norval Hayes about praise and worship. And she was talking about that in connection with increase, financial increase. And at the end of it, she said, Pastor Jay, God's going to give you more on this about what she had just preached on, increase connected to praise and worship. He's going to give you more, more. We need more, not to make it harder, but to simplify and to show the wealth that's connected with uh, increase. 
Um, Father, we thank you. And she was laying hands on me. We thank you, that angel that brought impartation to me for the utterance of this revelation. She's referring to something that happened uh, to her. Uh, an angel came and, and imparted some things for utterance. Uh, you know, she said, I now share that, I share that, and she was talking about sharing it with me. And so there was somewhat of an assignment given to help take this message and, and preach this message, get this, help get this message out. Amen. There's just a thousand things that if you'll turn your attention away from what's going on and turn your attention to God through praise and worship, a thousand things will be fixed. <laughs> just a thousand things, because your attention's on the one who has all the answers. Not on all the stuff, you know, that's going on. So we're going to learn better to do that in this series. Praise the Lord. We need to be taught to do this because the world's not teaching this flow. They're not teaching praise and worship. They're not teaching turning your attention to, to God. And the Lord told Norval Hayes, and I believe he's got, wanting to bring it into this generation, to some of us to teach on, he, he, Lord told Norval Hayes to teach on this, teach his people to do this. He said, my, God told him, my people are not praising me enough. Amen. I would do great and mighty things if they would praise me, but they're not praising me enough. How much is enough? Well, whenever the anointing manifests. I mean, he inhabits the praises of his people. And as he inhabits that, that, that anointing begins to saturate the atmosphere and the anointing destroys the yoke. So how much is enough until the anointing manifests to destroy the yoke? Whether it's the yoke of oppression. Anybody ever had attacks against your mind? Just oppression, heaviness, you know, worry, anxiety, fear, things like that. You can get through that by praise and worship. You can get to the place to where that harassment is silenced. In fact, just go to Psalm 8. We were going to go a little later, but go to Psalm 8, verse number 2. This is a good, good verse. If you've never found this verse today, mark it. And uh, don't let it get away from you. Psalm 8, verse number 2. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings thou hast ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest still the enemy and the avenger. Now, Jesus quoted that in the book of, uh, I think it's Matthew, but he quoted it, thou hast perfected praise. Somebody say, which one's right? Well, God's divine commentary on the word is right. <laughs> really, it's both of them. But, but praise, through, through praise and worship, he said, listen to this. The verse goes on to say, thou, you still, or the Amplified says, silence the enemy and the avenger. In other words, you can silence the yakety yak yak, the harassment of the devil. And we're going to spend a lot more time on that this morning because the enemy loves to harass, but you don't have to listen to all that. You can, you can go into the presence of God into the sanctuary, the very presence of God. Remember, he said in Psalm 91, he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. The word shadow there really is not a good translation. You look it up in the Hebrew, it's, it's defense. Defense. There's a defended place. There's a place where you're surrounded by his presence that the enemy can't penetrate. And you can't hear him. You can't hear the yakety yak. You can't hear all the, oh, you know, the devil said, I mean, I mean, the, the, uh, the doctor said this, I'm going to die. You can't hear. You, in his presence, you only hear God. Yes, amen. When you slip into the presence of God, the devil cannot get through that 
that, that glory that you stepped into. He can't go in there. Anyway, we'll get into that. That's just a little, little taste of what's coming. So we need to learn to do this. Praise God. Learn the flow of praise and worship in your life. Practice the presence of God. Uh, learn to do it when you get up. When you first get up in the morning, rather than turning your attention to your day, I got to do this today. Gotta, learn, learn to turn your attention directly to God and start worshiping him right when you first wake up. You'll be amazed at how answers will come for your day, direction, wisdom. Amen. You'll be amazed because God's just standing there waiting to help. He's, he's, he, the Holy Ghost is in you, but he's also, the Bible says, he's the helper. And the Amplified breaks that into seven meanings. One of the meanings is standby. Yes, he's in you, but he's standing by in you. Standing by with answers. He's ready to, he's ready to help. Now, if you don't get happy today, I will. I just know it. I can, I can feel it coming. So, <laughs> so practice the presence of God. Learn, you know, you've got things to give your attention to during the day. We, we, we're not saying you have to be standing at your desk all day lifting your hands. But, but just learn. You get a little break in the law and the work or something. You just learn to turn your attention to God. Father, I want to thank you for how good you are. And learn when you're driving home, not to keep your mind busy with this and that and so forth and so on. But turn your attention to God. Before you go to bed, turn your attention to God. Hallelujah. So, uh, we, we want to practice that and practice the presence of God. And so, I'm prompted really to, to uh, talk more about this. It's living big on me right now. I believe it's a real key in a time of transition, which the ministry here is in. If, that, if, if we're in it, you're in it. We're transitioning to uh, planting churches, a phase of planting churches. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you, there's a lot of yakety yak, yak, yakety yak, yak. And a lot of stuff trying to raise its ugly head. And we're just going, praise you, Lord, praise you, Lord. Israel went through three enemy armies praising. Praise is how you get through a lot of things. And they got, to that, they got through that on the other side, and they came over into great wealth. Took them three days to gather up the spoils. What would happen if you praised your way through all the devil's sail? Well, I can't get it in all, all that, that, that bank. That's, uh, that, they don't have enough insurance over there, so I'll divide it up over here. <laughs> okay, whatever. Whether it's any good, the insurance is any good or not, that's your decision. But. All right, so um, praise the Lord. We got to learn this flow. So let's get into this. Psalm 100. We were talking about accessing what belongs to you in Hebrews, but now let's turn about how to, how to, what's your transportation into the presence of God? Psalm 104, enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Hallelujah. So that's, that's, uh, that's how you come. That's proper protocol into the presence of God. Even though you're coming with a need, we see this in Acts whenever they had a need. Remember, they threatened and commanded not to preach in the name of Jesus. And even though they had a need, they didn't come with their problem first. They said, Lord, thou art God. You made the heavens and earth. And they they worshiped him and praised him. 
So they entered his presence, not with the need. They entered, although they had a need, and they eventually got to the need in six words, by the way. <laughs> but, but they started with a lot of praise and worship. That's, that's protocol. That's proper protocol coming into the presence of God. And so he said, enter his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. When you think of a, a sovereign or a king's courts and the gates that are on the outside of those courts, you're thinking of a, of a throne room is, is, is where his place, where he rules from. And so that's what he's talking about, coming to the throne of God. Saying the same thing as Hebrews where it says, uh, come boldly to the throne of grace. So he said, enter, and this is how you do it. You do it with praise. The throne is just beyond the gates and the courts. So the more, the, the, I believe the closer you get to him, you, you come through the gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise, and then when you're actually before the throne, it's just worship. Now praise, uh, praise emphasizes what he has done. Worship emphasizes who he is. And that's more intimate. Yes. You can, uh, you can, you, well, <laughs> should I say it? <laughs> you can analyze some of our services sometimes. Our praise, our praise time. If it's all praise, and there's a time that's all the anointing's on, so don't misunderstand me. But, but there needs to come a place where we get into his presence more, more intimately, and it's worship. Amen. Amen. It's not about you did this for me. You did this for me. You are this. You are this. It is true. We, we need yes. to thank him for that. Yes. And we need to acknowledge what yes. he has done. Yes. Both of those are scriptural. Yes, but it's no longer, when we get into his presence, it's no longer about us. It's about who he is. Oh, my, my, my. So he said, enter in with these, with these things into his course with praise. And so um, you can... Uh, you can see here that he says over in Hebrews that come that you might obtain. I don't believe that if you really get in the presence of God, any need goes unmet. I don't believe so. I believe we haven't gotten into the presence of God sometimes. <laughs> but yet, on the other hand, when you get there, right there is what you need. Now, I do understand we have to lay hold of it, you understand. But, um, so really the throne of God is the place where needs are met. And I'm talking about even if it's just a need for encouragement. I mean, I've been in places just like, what's the use until I got into the presence of God? Then I'm like, Get, where's the devil at? Come on. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Well, the rest of you need to hear this service. <laughs> So it really translates us to the realm of the spirit. I don't know if you mean, I don't mean your body maybe is not, your body's probably not translated. It can be if God wants to, but, but you in your spirit, you go somewhere else. In other words, you've always wanted to travel. Here's, here's travel. No ticket required. Go to the throne of grace. Praise the Lord. <laughs> See the world. See the world of the Spirit. <laughs> Praise God. And so, but this is how you get there. And uh, this is one means. Um, and so, you want to go there yourself, not just try to reach there and, and receive what you need. Just go ahead and go there. God doesn't just want you, wants your hand. He wants all of you. Because he has so much he wants to do for you. 
Amen. The part of you that goes there is the part that gets help. If, if you, only your hand reaches in there, that's all that you get is what you get in your hand. But your heart might need something. I'm talking about your spirit. It might need some encouragement. It might need some revelation. It might need some answers. So you just go. go just go. And, and <clears throat> the really, when you do this best, you lose track of time. When was the last time in your time with God that you just kind of lost track of time? Well, when you're, when you're more conscious of God and more conscious of his, his help and what he's, he's saying to your heart than you are of the natural realm, that's, a, that's a, uh, a phrase in the Bible called in the spirit. Now, there's degrees of that. You're not always, you know, unaware of how much time has passed. But, but you can go to the place to where you're so caught up with God and so being ministered to in so many different ways that you forgot what time it was. You forgot what room you're in. Yeah. You forgot what you had to do afterwards. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Right? Yes, sir. And what that is is becoming more conscious of God and his realm and his answers than you are of you and your realm and yes. your, yes. The, the natural realm and all the problems and so forth and so on. Amen. This is one reason people are depressed. Because they're so living in the natural, full of all that's going on in the natural and everything that isn't working and everything that's hard and everything. Listen, when I'm not regularly in the presence of God, I'm not a nice person to live with. Well, pastor, yeah, you too. I know you. None of us. We all need shoot me up Jesus every now and then, you know. I've, I've, had, I've had times where my wife said to me, you just need to go pray. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. Your wife said the same. Of course, she thought it. She didn't say it, maybe. All right, I can feel the daggers. You can just... Now, come boldly. Everybody say, come boldly. boldly. Don't wait for his sovereignty to draw you. Amen. You can initiate an approach to God. Anytime. Anytime. Amen. Begin to use your faith here just like you use your faith for other things. Use your faith to enter, to turn your attention away from all the yakety yak yak, everything that's going on, all the circumstances, all the mental calculations, trying to figure out what to do. Use your faith to turn from all that. Now, I'm telling you, it takes faith sometimes because your mind wants to latch on to, I got to figure this out. Use your faith to turn your attention to God and praise him. And as you do that, the Holy Spirit will help you to enter into his presence. He'll begin to remind, when I start praising God and I do it out of my heart, things start flowing up out, verses, for example, start flowing up out of my heart. Truths that he, Bible truths of who he is to me that I can worship him for. Thank you, you're my helper. Thank you, Father, that you have all that I need. Thank you that counsel is in your presence. Thank you, Father, for answers. And just those are based on verses which I've studied and I know for myself. So God will give you those verses and you'll be able, he'll help you. The Holy Spirit will help you enter in. He wants you to, he wants you there. You're welcome there. The Bible says in Job that he sees our face with joy. In other words, when you come to him, he clicks his heels and says, yes, my son, my child, my daughter. He rejoices over you with singing. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Hallelujah. 
Why are you sad about you when he's rejoicing over you? He loves to see you come. Amen. And so don't wait for his sovereignty. Use your faith to enter into this. Use your faith on Hebrews 4.16, Hebrews 10, you know, four, uh, 19 and 20, Psalm 100 verse 4. Enter in. Use your faith to enter in. Don't wait for him to come to you. Don't wait till the next service. Where somebody else is using their faith to enter into the presence of God. Nothing wrong with coming in and joining together with everybody, but I'm saying, why wait three or four days? <laughs> Yeah, you can come. You got a royal invitation to come at any time. Praise God. God does come and visit us. There, I've had times where I'm minding my own business and the anointing just drops on me. And he starts talking to me. I've had times like, but I don't have to wait for that. That's right. Amen. Praise the Lord. There's times I just need a drink. So I get in his presence and I just bask in his presence. Soak it up. Lap it up. Amen. Get sappy. Get sassy. Forget about that's what people drink for, right? They get to forget about their problem. I had a hard week. I got to drink something. They go to the bar Friday night, drink their problems away. Well, that's just a cheap substitute for what God had for you all along. Man, I've had a hard day. I better go to the presence of God and drink. Not of alcohol. I'm talking about of the Holy Ghost. So... Um, You've got an invitation to do that. You can just decide that I'm going to go to the throne of grace and you can just go there. Praise God. You can decide which world you're going to live in. The world of problems or the world of the, the realities of the, of the word of God and all his help and all his wisdom. Amen. Pastor Nancy said this, and this is, I'm going to give her credit one time. Sitting back and waiting for something to happen. She was talking about in the presence of, you know, the presence of God. Waiting for, waiting for something to happen. Waiting for the generosity of God. Waiting for what has already been made yours comes from a victim mentality. You can initiate the power of God through faith released in praise. Oh boy, that hit me like a ton of bricks. A victim mentality means I can't. A victim mentality is a mentality that says, I can't do anything about this. You know what I mean? But you have, you have the authority and the invitation. You've been made worthy to come to his presence at any time. And you're not a victim of waiting on God to sovereignly invite you. He has already welcomed you. Amen. Praise the Lord. That just hit me so strong. That comes from a victim mentality. Waiting on God to make the first move is a victim mentality. You can initiate things in God. The woman with the issue of blood initiated her healing. And by the time it had happened, but let's put it this way. By the time Jesus knew it, it had already happened. Yes, yes. Jesus immediately knowing that virtue or power had gone out of him. Come on. He wasn't the one deciding, wait a minute, I'm going to let the power flow here. I'm going to let the power. No, she initiated yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. By the time he knew it, it had already happened. Yes. So he wasn't the one controlling that. That's right. Come on. Think about it. You can initiate the power of God coming into manifestation. You can initiate coming into his presence. 
Don't sit back waiting for God to do something to uh, drop on you. Sovereignly, some sort of anointing to drop on you. That happens at times. But boy, you're going to miss 90% of your life if you wait for that to happen for everything, all your needs to be met. Amen. Praise God. So really, wrong teaching about sovereignty is that God is the one who determines the flow of his power. And that's not true in the Bible. You, 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 see, you see so many verses that contradict that. Amen. So use your faith to enter into this. Amen. Well, I just, I just sit in my room and I praise God and I don't feel anything. I don't sense any of his presence. Well, keep, keep expressing your faith. Number one, it's not about feelings. Things can be happening in the yes. spirit realm that you yes. know nothing about and yes. feel nothing about. You have no feeling. You're not even aware yeah. that it's happening. Yeah. In fact, we, we had the time here Wednesday night and some, some time I took when I was in Paducah and then this time Wednesday night that as a result of that, some, some real things started breaking through. Yes. We've needed a lot of daycare employees and we hired three of them. This, was it this week? All three of them this week, I think. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Whoa, glory. Hallelujah. Um, praise the Lord. All right. I got too much going on inside. I got So faith speaks praise and worship to God because that's whenever you praise and worship God, that's expressing your faith in him. You're thanking him and praising him for how this is going to turn out. You're thanking him and praising him for who he is in spite of what's going on. I can see this going on, but you're my deliverer. Yeah, and I know the way this is going to turn out. If you need answers, you're thanking him for direction. This is, this is what you need to do. Do this. Hallelujah. And so really, it's not that praise. Sometimes people say, well, I'm praising to get God to do something. No, you're praising for what he has already done and who he already is. Yeah. Praise, we say it this way sometimes and we understand what we're saying, but maybe it's not exactly right. Praise and, and uh, faith, really expressing your faith, doesn't heal you, doesn't meet your needs, doesn't release angels to fight your battles for you, it doesn't, it doesn't do all that. God does all that. But praise enters into what God is doing. Hallelujah. Amen. Can you say amen? Uh, it opens, let's put it this way, it opens the door to God. Do you know you have the authority to shut God out of your life and in, or to invite him into your life? You can, you can say no to God, and he's a perfect gentleman. He'll not come in where he's not invited, where he's not welcomed. Amen. He longs to do so much for his people, but, but people have to give place to him. And faith is a way to give place to him. And it opens the door to him. And that's what praise is. It's an expression of your faith. Hallelujah. Don't ever close the door to God. Keep it open. And keep it open continually by praising him continually. Even when things look like they're not going right. Let's, say, let's take the finances, for example. When it looks like finances are going down, you're not going to have enough money, you still say, Father, I want to praise you. You supply all my needs. That keeps the door open to God and the power flowing to meet that need. Worry, complaining, saying, I'm not, I don't know what we're going to do. I don't have enough. That keeps the door closed to God. Amen. Your words have significance. And that's what praise is. They're your words. 
Praise is your word. Your words have significance in the spirit realm. They open the door to forces in the spirit realm, good or bad. If you don't believe it, 1 Corinthians 10.10 talks about they complained, they murmured, and were destroyed of the destroyer. Those words gave place to demon forces to destroy them. Well, the same thing's true about God. Malachi 3, verse number 10 talks about, your, verse 11, your words are stout against me. So your words can bind up God's hands and, and tie him up. They can loose God and into our lives, his power into our lives. They can, they can loose the enemy. They can bind the enemy. So uh, it's important. Amen. Um, so um, praise the Lord. Now, in times of transition, which we talked about Wednesday night, uh, like, for example, in Luke 4, where Jesus was transitioning from, you know, uh, being a carpenter. He's the son of God, but he had not stepped into his earthly ministry yet. And then in Luke 4, the spirit of the Lord came upon him. Remember, the heavens opened like a dove and, and the spirit of God came upon Jesus. And the voice came out of heaven when John the Baptist was baptizing him. This is my beloved son, whom I'm well pleased. Hear ye him. And the bodily shape was a dove. The spirit came on him. And now he's anointed to stand in, to minister as the Son of God walking the earth. There's a lot more to that than we have time to get into this morning. Um, he operated as a man. He was the Son of God, but he was operating as a man anointed by the Holy Ghost. If, if he was operating as God, why would he have to be anointed? Just something to think about. But um, I didn't say he wasn't God. I said he was operating as a man anointed. So, otherwise, why could we do the same works? He said, the works that I do shall you do also. Anyway, just, just, I I could go a long ways in that. But Jesus was going from being a carpenter, which was time of preparation, into his earthly ministry. And the devil didn't congratulate him and say, wonderful, I'm excited for you. I'll just back up and let this happen. He tempted him 40 days real hard in the wilderness in Luke 4. He came after him. And he was trying to keep him from getting through that door into ministry. He's trying to knock him out or get him off course or keep him from fulfilling that. Because it was going to change a lot of people's lives. I'm talking about his earthly ministry now. Of course, the cross was a whole separate deal when he went from being walking the earth, ministering on the earth to the cross. Satan came after him again. There's two times where Jesus, we have record of that he came real. I think he was opposing him the whole time. But the Bible brings out those two times of transition where Satan really came after him. So transitions, seasons of transition, maybe from one phase of life into another, or one phase of anointing for ministers into another phase of anointing, or, or different uh, open doors of opportunity for service. Remember 1 Corinthians 16, 9, a great door is open unto me, Amplified says, for more effectual service, and there are many uh, adversaries. By doors are adversaries. Doors are places of access, getting into something else. I'm talking about doors in the spirit. So those places are opposed. We see it in Luke 4 and we see it in 1 Corinthians Corinthians 16, 9. So uh, in those seasons of life, um, those those seasons seem to be times where Satan thinks he has the advantage. I've seen more people knocked out in seasons of transition yep. than any other season. Yep. 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 
I've always wanted to preach more on transition types. Now, we're in transition from one phase of ministry. The Lord told me Kansas City is not just an open door into another city. It's an open door into another office. And those transitions are not celebrated by the enemy. He opposes them. And, and transition, in transition, can you work with me a little bit on this? In seasons of transition, there's a lot of things that start getting stirred. Not only, not only inside is what you were doing, how do I say this? In other words, you're not, inside, the grace that's working in you and laboring in you inside, that was laboring in you in the previous phase, is changing. So, on the inside, it's not flowing like it was before. Grace is trying to get you into another place. So that has a little bit of an unsettling effect if you don't know what's going on and you let it go to your head. I don't don't mean pride go to your head. I mean uh, concern or anxiety about it or, um, you know, just what is going on? What is wrong with me? The the thoughts, the bombardment of thoughts. So there's, there's, there's a changing of the grace. And so that, if, you're, if you don't know what's going on, you've never been through these times, you wonder, what is wrong with me? Because you were this, but you're moving into that. And in that transition time, you're not altogether that anymore, and you're not altogether this yet. So it's a little bit of an uncomfortable place. I'm endeavoring to put into words what I have gone through and I'm going through now. If you, you just apply this to your life, there's seasons in your life just like everyone else's life. Um, but, but in those seasons, so that, that seems to be something Satan tries to pounce on. If you don't know what's going on there, he'll try to take advantage of that unsettled place. If, if, you, if you don't do it right, it'll be an unsettled place. Um, so, and then second of all, um, there's, there's a lot of needs that come up to get into where you're going. There's a lot of financial needs. There's a lot of extra grace there's a, that you need. You need more wisdom. You need more anointing. You can't stand in it without the anointing. You need to tap into more finances. You need to tap into more supply and helps ministry. You, you're, just, you're just at a place where a lot of things, this natural realm has a lot of needs. Yes, come on. And, if, and that's another thing that if you don't get a hold of your thought life, it'll unsettle you. Worry and fear can tie your spirit in knots. If you let it, we're learning to not let it. But it can tie your spirit in knots to where your spirit's not functioning right. I mean, your faith's not functioning right. Worry will neutralize your faith. Are you still with me? And so in these seasons where there's a lot of needs, there's a lot of stirring, um, Satan seems to try to love to jump on top of all that and harass your mind. Yakety, yak, yak. He tries in these seasons of transition to knock you out. 
Now, I've seen this happen in seasons where God's moving a person from one place to another. And I've seen it happen in seasons where something else happened. Maybe the devil did something and there's a transition. Maybe, maybe a spouse died or somebody went through bankruptcy or, you know, a traumatic, you know, a traumatic thing happened, you know, some kind of some kind of, you know, destruction or some kind of, you know, their house was in a tornado or whatever, just where people in seasons of transition, the devil likes to jump on top of that and try to get them depressed, discouraged, distracted, off course. And you need something in those times to anchor you. Let me tell you this, transition times are not times to make big decisions. All right. Yes, sir. Come on. And it's not time to be, spend a lot of time in your head making those decisions. You've got to spend much time in his presence. I have to, to keep me sound, <laughs> keep me stable. Otherwise, there's all sorts of impulses and, and racing thoughts. And, and the devil wants me to be reactive to all of those. Rather than following the Spirit. Yes, come on. Following the Spirit, you're not reacting to outward circumstances and things going on around, and all the stirring going on around you and all the harassment and bombarding your mind. You're not reacting to that. You're only acting on what you're hearing from God. And praise and worship is the place of hearing. It's the place of shutting all of this down and hearing in here. When you've heard in here, now you can walk by faith. Not by the blowing and the pushing and the thoughts. No, you're just stepping what he said in faith. And let the devil hound, but you're not moved. Well, the Lord's helping us express some of these things this morning. And so uh, make the flow of praise and worship a big portion of, your, of what you do spiritually to express your faith in these seasons. And I'm going to get into this a little bit more. You'll understand this a little bit more. Praise and worship keeps you connected to, connected to the answer realm and into the soundness, the, the soundness that's in that realm. It keeps you connected to right thinking. It keeps you connected to your help and all the supply that you need. Amen. The devil in what, what we see in Luke 4 and then when Jesus went from ministry to, on the earth to the cross, where the devil came again, he's sweating great drops of blood, yes. resisting the temptation to yes. give in to the devil. What we see there in both of those times, which are transition times in Jesus' life, what we see there is the pile-up tactic. Yes. You've heard me say that term? Anybody ever heard me say that? The devil loves to, sometimes he'll do this, he'll just sort of back off for a while yeah. and sort of, and his purpose is to get you lazy. Yeah. Sloppy, not diligent with expressing your faith, and your faith gets wimpy. You know what I'm talking about? Because <clears throat> he knows there's something coming up, and then he'll kaboom. And you're like, "What is going on?" And and uh, so it's called the pile-up tactic. Don't ever make a decision because of the pressure in a pile-up tactic. Amen. That doesn't make your decisions for you. Peace, hearing from God in here makes your decisions for you. Amen. And so uh, praise gets you through. Remember we said over there in Psalm 8 too? Psalm 8, is it 2? 
Verse 2. It, it silences all that. You can shut the devil and his yakety yak down. Yes, answering the thoughts. Yes, saying it is written. But there's a place in the presence of God you can't even hear him talking anymore. <laughs> so let's look at this a little bit. Would that be all right? So Paul mentioned it in 1 Corinthians 16, 9, about a door for effectual. Uh, the Amplified says, an opportunity, a wide door of opportunity for effectual service is opened unto me. A great and promising one, and there are many adversaries. So God is the one that opened the door to him, yes. right? Yes, but Paul was the one that had to go through that door by his faith. Yes. Yes. Now, one of the adversaries by that door is the voice of fear, Doubt, yep. worry, yep. condemnation. Yep. Come on. See, people think of opposition and they're thinking about a demon just standing right. there, just sort of wanting to beat you up. Right. Well, he comes with thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Remember how he came to Jesus in Luke 4? Yeah. Those were suggestions to his mind. Yeah. He was tempted in all points like as we are. Yeah. Satan doesn't appear to us. Every now and then you hear something about it, yeah. but. No, he was tempted like as we, how, how, was, how are we tempted? These thoughts come. You're going to fail. Back up. Don't do that. Amen. So you have to be good at answering those thoughts, but also have to be good at spending a lot of time in the presence of God. So you don't have to listen to all that. So God's the one that opened the door, but Paul had to go through it. One way to go through it is praise. That's the way you see in the Old Testament. That's the way the Israelites got through and the three enemy armies that I keep talking about. That's the way they got through Jericho's walls. That's the way Paul and Silas got through the jail. They were put in there, but that, that wasn't their stopping place. The devil said, I can stop these guys right now. I'm going to put them in the slammer. Except they, in the slammer, they praised. Any day, anything the devil tries to put you in to lock you up and shut you down, you can praise your way right out of it. Glory! It's just like you, you start shedding all the stuff he tries to put on you like water off of a duck's back. Praise! It just keeps falling off. just keeps falling off. And you can go right on through it. Remember Jesus said, Satan, I saw Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give you power to tread. Tread. Treading means you keep on moving forward and those things trying to hinder you cannot stop you. Treading is forward progress. Forward movement. Oh, I told you I was going to preach myself happy. So praise is one way to get through the pileup tactic or the hindrances uh, over the adversaries at the door. The reason is, is because praise enters into God's realm and the spirit and lays hold of the power that destroys the yoke. You could think of it that way. Hallelujah. And so the adversaries are there to hinder people's entrance into what God has for them. But um, you need to learn the enemy strategies of the pileup tactic 
And what he's trying to do to abort the plan of God, to get you to back off of it, can actually be, start, can be made to work for you if you'll do the right thing with his strategies. And what he sent to stop you, if you express faith in praise, can actually cause you to get through it and actually accelerate the plan of God. Use the pressure that he brings against you. Let, whatever pressure that is that comes against you, let it press you into the word. Not into worry, but into the word. And when I say the word, I don't just mean meditating on it. Yes, meditating on it, but into doing it. Some of the roughest times in my life have been some of the sweetest times. I, I, I let that press me into, the pressure of the enemy press me into the presence of God. Yes, that's so good. I turned it on him. Yeah, yes. I made him say, I doesn't work anymore anymore. I don't, I don't even want to do that to that's him right. anymore. Come on, come on. Because I turned it on him. Yes, yes. That's I've so good. turned it around and fed it to him. Yeah, made him eat it. That's right. By praise. So what he sent against me, whenever it hit praise, bounced off and hit him between the eyes. And then the plan of God accelerated. And he wasn't able to stop me. That's how you get through things. Listen, Pastor Debbie and I, if the devil ever comes, he's come against us many times in many different things, many different things, business transactions. Every time, we always end up with more than we originally set out to enter into. We turned it on him. You read James 1 very carefully, that's exactly what he said. Count it all joy when you encounter various tests and trials, knowing this, the trying of your faith, working with patience, let patience have its perfect work. You may be perfect in the entire wanting what? Nothing. nothing. You went into it having a lot of needs. You came out of it wanting nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. You, you turned it on him. Yeah. How? Praise you, Lord. Joy, praise, worship. Oh, we're starting to get it this morning. Praise God. You can praise your way right into anything. Praise your way right out of anything. Praise your way right through anything. Praise God, praise God, praise God. So, now, go over to Psalm, well, you, you were at Psalm 8 too. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, you've ordained strength, perfected praise. That silences the enemy. Notice the, the Amplified says, silences the enemy. And so, he's talking about the harassment of the enemy against the mental part of your being. That, that's how you silence that. Amen. This is just another side of answer it. Praise is actually answering it. It's actually answering it and ignoring it all at the same time. The devil's over here yakety yak yak and you're saying what the word says to answer him but you're also putting your attention on God because God has something better for you to look at in tests and trials than the test and the trial. Looking unto Jesus. The author and the finisher of our faith, looking unto him. So when you're walking through tests and trials, somebody said, I've had people say, how'd you get through that? And I said, I didn't look. I didn't look. Amen. I didn't look. We were up in Colorado one time. We, there's a, we, we like to go to a certain spot up there, close to Estes Park, where Rocky Mountain National Park is. There's a, a way to the top on a gravel road or a rock road, dirt road, whatever you call it. There's a main road up there too, but we like to go up the gravel way and stop and look at the little river that comes down and feed the little pineys and stuff like that. And take lunch, you know, and eat and stuff. Just have a good day. Anyway, but there's a lot of sheer cliffs at the edge of that rock 
So Pastor Debbie's just looking, and I just went like this a little oh, bit. No, you didn't. And she's like, wham! Yeah. Stop that. I said, well, you shouldn't look. I deserved it, I know. I'm just saying. Have you ever been really scared at some place like that? You know, the best way to do it is don't look. You ever been through a real narrow canyon on the edge of a mountain or something? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I said, that's so scary. Yes. Well, stop looking. <laughs> Amen. So, all right. Now, let's look at this. He's talking about there in Psalm 8-2. He's talking about the harassment of the enemy in the mental realm. The mental realm, get a hold of this. The mental realm is the realm Satan likes to torment. If you stay in that realm, you're keeping yourself in the realm that Satan can bombard with tormenting thoughts. Amen. So, in Luke 4, like I said, Jesus was transitioning and Satan was trying to bring him to the mental realm and attack his mind with harassing thoughts. And that's the way he does in these trans seasons of transitions. All right. So, his device is to get thoughts in your mind against the will of God. Yes. Yeah. To get you to back out of the will of God. Or back out of what God promised you. Yes. Maybe healing or something like that. Yeah. Are you with me this morning? Yes. And he wants you to react to those attacks. Yeah. 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 Amen. Wow. He wants you to become impulsive. Yeah. And reactive. To the bombardment, and so he can get you off course, like I said. But worship keeps you on course. It keeps your eyes on God rather than all of this. Hallelujah. It keeps your attention towards God. Now, the Bible says, be still and know. You got a few more minutes here? Be still and know that I am God. Psalm 46, 10. You remember that? Be still and know. Okay, so in still, the, the knowing is in the stillness. Can you see that? Not in the noisy, clangy, mental thoughts of your mind bouncing to this thought, that thought, and this. There, there's a lot of people. That's what, that's, that's what social media has destroyed in so many people's lives. The ability to stay on one thought for very long. And that's what Satan, he wants people's mind bouncing around. What about this? What about that? What about That's not where the, the knowing is. The knowing is in the stillness. If you're in a season of attack, you're in a season of transition, you got to tune a lot of things out. Amen. You're, gonna, you're just going to go wacky. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So a lot of those thoughts are to just keep you in the mental realm and hold you out of the presence of God. And in the realm of noise, that's the realm of confusion. That's why I don't even like going into restaurants that just have a lot of noise and music and stuff. Just, you can't even hold a conversation, number one, if you're going to fellowship with somebody. Number two, it's so distracting. I just don't like distractions. I'm not saying don't go there, but you know what I'm talking about. So, um, praise gets you past all that yakety yak and gets you into that stillness. That's what Psalm 8-2 is talking about. 
And it's in the praise gets you to the place where his voice, Satan's voice is silence, and all you hear is God. I'm telling you, God has dealt with me about this. Cutting out other voices. Cut out other voices. Cut out other voices. Cut out. He's just been dealing with, about this, about, with me about this for months. I'm just talking about a lot of things. You, there's a lot of things that you might say, did you hear this happen? Did you hear that? I'll probably say, uh-huh. I didn't know it. Because I'm cutting a lot of stuff out. I don't mean that it's wrong to keep up with the news. I'm not saying it. I'm just simply saying I'm in a place. I got to cut out a lot of other voices because I got to hear what only one. I got to hear one voice right now. And that's what God's saying. Praise the Lord. And if you know anything about seasons of transition or seasons of attack, you know, that's what you got to do to really be successful and be skillful at this. So. Um, transition times are times sometimes where decisions have to be made. But you're not even ready to address those decisions or address problems that are arising until you stood before God in his presence and heard him. Because you don't know what to do until you've heard him. And I'm not talking about you went to church and heard the preacher say something. I'm talking about, now God can talk to you in a service, don't misunderstand me. But something that he's, something that a man said, God got in the chair with you and said, yes. that's your answer. Yes, sir. Amen. Yes. Amen. Ah, now you just yes. heard God. Yes, come on. And when you hear God, that's your answer. That, that's direction for what to do going forward. Are you still with me? So spend enough time in the presence of God through praise and worship until you know how to address the problem and which direction to go. And uh, that's where you'll hear. That's where you'll hear God. I'm not talking about something bounced off your ears. I'm talking about something registered on you. The Bible said that his voice is like many waters. When God speaks to you, it just floods over you and floods down through you. And you're like, ah. I got it. I got it. I got it. Come on. Come on, somebody. Say amen. That's the kind of hearing we're talking about. The Holy Spirit will teach you to quiet your mind, especially in these times of transition, and to get past all the yakety yak yak and get to that place of stillness. Now, whenever things are complicated in these times of transition or times of great attack. There's a lot of bombardment against your mind. It can make your situation look complicated. It can make it look all tangled and difficult and impossible and just there's no way. And, and, and in your mind, that's, that's where you are. You understand what I'm talking about? But that's on your side, not on God's side. On God's side, this is, this is a piece of cake. This is easy. On God's side, this is easy. Your situation is easy. Yeah. Amen. You just need the clarity of thought that he has about it. You need the clarity of thought that is only available by entering into the stillness of his presence. Once you enter into that and all your thoughts and emotions subside and you're hearing from God... It'll be easy. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to figure it out makes it hard. Are you still there? Because it, it draws you up. It draws your problem into your mind where God doesn't speak to your mind. The, your father speaks to your heart. Oh, I wish I had another hour on this. Literally, I need some time. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so the way you enter into that stillness is by exiting the realm of the thoughts and turning your attention to him in praise and worship. Amen. Now go to Psalm chapter number 25, verse 14. We're running out of time. But Psalm 25, 14. The, I'm going to give you, I don't know if I'll get to the second one today. But we'll just keep sticking with this. Yeah. Psalm 25, 14 is two of my favorite verses. I have so many notes. If you looked at my iPad in my you know, Bible program, I have so many notes lined up before this verse. It's just huge. I want to even write a book on it. The, this is the Amplified. Psalm 25, 14. The Amplified. The secret. Say secret. secret. That's a big word. Circle that. This is the Amplified. The secret of the sweet, satisfying companionship of the Lord. Have they who fear, revere, fear is not afraid like a snake, or you would be of a snake, but you have reverence, that's what we meant when you said revere, and worship him. So underline or circle the word worship. Now you got the word secret and the worship, word worship, circle. Him, that, that worship him, and he will show, underline or circle, show them his covenant and reveal, circle or underline, reveal them to them its deep inner meaning. So now you got the word secret, you got worship, you got show and reveal circle or underlined. Okay. When you see the word secret, notice he said the secret, the King James says the secret of the Lord is with them. So this is not something he's hiding from you. That's right. It's with you. That's right. Yes. Now in the New Testament, it's in us. Okay. So the secret of the Lord, when you say the secret, it's not a secret in the sense God wants to keep it from you. I wrote, in fact, the Lord said to me to write by the word secret answers. It's not something he's trying to keep from you. He's trying to get to you, but it's in a place that some people can't get access it. It's in the place of, you say, his presence. Yes, but he mentioned here what, what place it is. It's in worship. Yes, sir. Did you see that? Yes, sir. Wow. Did you see that? Yes. The answers are in worship. And then he went on to say, show and reveal. He'll reveal and show you your help, your answer, his word. It could be revelation gifts. It could be your way of escape. Whatever you need to see, whatever you need to know, whatever you need to have revealed. There's a way to access that. It's called worship. Ooh, glory be to God. Now I'm just getting to what I wanted to share this morning. And we're already out of time. So praisers and worship worshipers get his secrets. They get the secret to how to get out of this situation they're in. Or they get the secret of how to get into the next phase of ministry. Or the secret of how to get into Kansas City to start the church. The secret of what's your way of escape from cancer and premature death. Now, I'm not talking about, see, the secret is there all the time. It's yes, right there sir. written in the Word of God. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But you might not see it. Right, right, yeah. But this is talking about in worship, it stands up on the inside and announces itself, here's the answer. Praise God. <laughs> Praise be to God. Hallelujah. 
So uh, praise ushers a man into those answers because it gives him access to God's presence where all those answers are. I was meditating on Psalm 91 one, one time and it said the secret, you know, the, he that dwells in the secret place of the most high abide in the shadow of the almighty. I was meditating on that and I heard the Holy Ghost clear as I've ever heard him. He said, you know why it's called the secret place? Now this wouldn't be the only reason, but he was drawing my attention to this truth. Yeah. Yeah. You know why it's called the secret place? It's because it's the place where I share my secrets. When you're in the mind and busy yeah. in the mind, he can say it, but you won't get it. But in that place, when he says it, you go, ah, yes. (laughs) If you're like me, a lot of times you just start laughing. I see it. I see it. I see it. I see my way out. I see this will work. That's what I saw a number of, when I was in Paducah, I saw this is the answer to a lot of stuff that's being coming against the the, the next phase of this ministry is worship. Worship is the secret. Because worship is where you get the secrets. That's where you get all the answers. You're going to go home wondering what was said. I'm going to go home with my secret. (laughs) Hallelujah. Praising God doesn't change him. It moves you into the arena of the spirit and into faith. And God responds to faith. Hallelujah. And it keeps your focus off the difficulty and keeps your focus on him. And uh, it ushers you right into that revelation. Amen. You might not see a way out of your circumstances, but there is a way. He said in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, there is a way of escape. He is faithful to provide a way of escape. You practice this, you'll be what's called an untouchable one in the body of Christ. He sets up traps for you, and you see it ahead of time and skirt it. Come on. Come on. He can't get a hold on you. You're like a slippery pig to him. I'm not calling you a pig. I'm just saying, you know what I'm talking about. Come on. Come on, Pastor. Come on. Tries to get a hold of you, you praise and get out. Glory to God. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, we're just now getting happy about this. One of the things that, one of the reasons this works is because it lifts you above the darkness in your own mind. When I say darkness, I'm talking about can't see a way out. Amen. It lifts you above the darkness of your own mind into the knowledge of what he can do or what you need to do. Hallelujah. Worship, worship is the way into this, this, these answers. Pray, you know, when we say praise, worship, we're saying one of those, both of those, whatever, which, whichever one you're coming out of your heart at that time. Amen. And so it can seem difficult, but revelation will make it very simple. Always remember that God's not hard. He's not complicated. And your way, your way of escape's not hard. It's very easy. In fact, many things, once I get to the other side of it, I look back and I go, that was really quite easy. What took me so long? It took me a while. It took me a long time. Not, not God. Come on. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. I'm telling you, I got so much on this. And so uh, when you worship God, you're giving him entrance into you. Uh, you're giving... Uh, 
him uh, entrance into your life, yes. and you're gaining entrance into his presence. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so, so let's, let's just look at Proverbs 3, 32 before we close. And this is also in the Amplified. I told you two verses the Lord has spoken to me about a lot. Proverbs 3.32. This is again in the Amplified. The perverse are abomination, extremely disgusting and detestable to the Lord. But his confidential communion and secret counsel. There's what he's talking about. His secret counsel. Why is it secret? Because he's not hiding it from you. He's hiding it for you. He doesn't want the devil to know what, what you're getting ready to do. That's right. Come on. Because if he knows what you're getting ready to do, and he knows what the steps you're going to take, he can set up ambushments. But the devil's not all-knowing. But you can, get to the, you can get into his presence and get the answers you need, and the yeah. devil doesn't have a clue. What's he going to do? What's he going to do? What's he going to do? He doesn't know where to set up the ambushments. Yeah. Oh, it's good. It's good. It's good. The secret, uh, the, but his confidential communion and secret counsel are with the uncompromisingly righteous, those who are upright and in right standing with him. Notice that phrase, confidential communion and secret counsel. Praise the Lord. Notice that term confidential. Confidential. In other words, God will say, hey, psst, come here. You're, you're worshiping me. Come here. Do this. Yes, come on. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's just three men, you. Right. 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 Come on. Come on. So you go do it and bam. It all worked out. Thank you, Jesus. I said, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, there's so much. I got to quit. Really, seriously. Praise is the place of hearing. Stand up with me. Praise the Lord. Say it out loud. Praise is the place of hearing. Say it again. Praise is the place of hearing. Praise is the place of hearing. So many times when I've gotten into this, this place of quietness and then up out of my spirit comes this confidential counsel, communion and counsel. I, uh, so many times something like this will come to me. It'll be like, this was waiting here the whole time I'm over here stressing and fretting and I was, given I was given this up while the devil's over here messing with my mind and getting my attention on some flashy thing. I'm talking about circumstances. This was available to me the whole time. I remember an old hymn we used to sing in the, old, in the Mennonite church. I grew up in the Mennonite church. We used to sing this hymn. I don't remember the name of the hymn. But one of the phrases was, oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. Oh, because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. You ever heard that old hymn? It's so needless. <laughs> and we forfeit things because we don't use our faith to get into, the, get into this. 
Amen. So the whole time we're over here, you fretting and wondering what to do. God's over here saying, hey, hey, come into my presence. Come into my presence. In his presence is the answer. In his presence is where the, the power manifests. Hallelujah. Yokes are destroyed. Answers come. Counsel, wisdom. And just, just a general settling, settling, of you, settling, settling you down. Once you've heard from God, it settles you down. And don't wait till, you, till the next service to settle down. And now, then the service is over now. And don't let the mind, mindset in your mind, now I've got to go back out to the real world. No, this is the real world. Your, your mind is totally on Him. Your tension's on Him. You've been worshiping Him. You're in a state of peace. Amen. Amen. This is what God has for you all the time. Let's use our faith to go into it. What do you say? Amen. 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 I got so much more. Let's just stay on it for a while. What do you say? Amen. Praise God. Lift your hands to him and turn your attention to him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We're grateful, Father, for your word. Thank you for the answers from your word. Thank you, Father, for this secret place. Lord, so many don't even know this is available. First, we've got to believe this is a place we can actually access. This is available to us. And that we're welcome there. Father, we choose to put our foot to our flesh, our mind, distractions, things that want to grab our attention and hold us in the mental realm. We choose to put our foot to that. And turn away, turn away, turn away from that unto Jesus. Looking to you where all our answers are. Everything we need is. Oh, we thank you for it, Father. It's not wrong to go to a pastor for counsel. Amen. Especially for younger ones learning to follow the Spirit of God. And nobody should ever feel condemned for that. But I've had the Lord deal with me about finding my answers in His presence. He wants me to grow in faith to where I depend on Him. And then if I want to bounce something off somebody, just see if I'm hearing right. You know, fine. And I'm not condemning anybody for wanting to, to meet with, you know, somebody to talk to. I'm not condemning him. But how many of you know there's a place in God where you get your answers on your own? Woo! And that place makes you like, I can do that. I, I can live this life. God hears me. He'll answer me. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And I'm learning to get into his presence. Man, oh man. I don't know if you enjoyed it or not, but I just am, I'm just flat enjoying what I'm preaching about. So much, so, so much of an answer. You know, in the day we live in, there's just a lot of stuff you could get worried about. If you're not careful, you get worried about. And, and listen, God wants us to be led of his spirit what to do about some things. But listen, that's, we don't have to worry in fact, worry won't hear the answer what to do about these things. Worry won't hear. Getting in his presence is, what, is how you get the answers. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Amen. All the glory, all the honor. Thank you, Jesus. All the glory. All the honor, all the glory. Mm. 
all the honor is yours is yours is yours all the glory All the glory, I worship you in the morning, I worship you in the noon, I worship you in the evening, in everything I do, I lay the condemnation down, I lay, I lay the frown down, oh yeah. Jesus I come to you in praise I come to you in praise I come to you in praise of the glory thank you Jesus I of the honor is yours I come to you in praise. I come to you in praise all the day. I come to you in praise. 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 And I come to the throne of glory. The throne. strength 
I receive direction. I receive my healing. All my needs are met because I'm in your presence. I'm in your presence. I'm in your presence. I'm in your presence. All the glory. Oh, the honor. I lift my voice in worship. 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 I lift you. I lift you. I lift you up. I lift you up. I lift you up. I lift you up. You fill my
Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Just take a minute. It's, it won't take long. Don't, don't get distracted by the time. Just lift your voice and turn out the people around you. Turn out all that your thoughts are stirring in your mind. Just lift your voice. Worship you, worship you, worship you, Lord Jesus. Worship you, Lord. 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 Worship you. I worship you for your mighty works in my life. Worship you for your goodness. Worship you for your favor. Worship you for open doors. Worship you. The enemy is defeated under my feet. As I worship you, as I worship you, as I worship you, I lift you up. I worship your name. I worship you in the beauty of holiness. I worship you in, in spirit and in truth. I worship you because my heart wants to, Father. I lift my voice in praise. I give you thanks. Hallelujah. 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 We worship you in the glory of holiness. We worship you. We worship you. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your anointing. It destroys every yoke. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Somebody's heart, somebody's heart is being healed right now. Their physical, physical blood pump is being healed. The power of God's working in your heart. In the name of Jesus. If you have a need along that line, just reach up and take it. Say, I take it, I take it, I take it, I take my healing. Hallelujah. 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 We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We worship you for showing us the next steps, showing us what to do. Hallelujah. Thank you for your direction. Thank you for your wisdom. Thank you, Father. Brahma Sakiye, Brahma Sokoye, Brahma Nagaye, Sokali Rebra, Lebra Ganaye, Brosa Gabande, Brosa Kepele, Bronga Nangaye, Bronga Dogoye, Bronza Gatoye. Hallelujah. 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 We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Praise 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 you, Lord. Yingarangashi. Ramasakiye. Thank you, Lord. Is Nathan Nathan here? Nathan Samuelson. I thought I, I thought I saw him. Nathan, come, come up here, Nathan. Maybe Mary's here too. She can come up too if she's around. She in the children's church. She is. Praise the Lord. You can just take this. What came up in my spirit, Nathan, and I, you've just been sharing your testimony with, you, with me, and this came up in my spirit, don't think that's the end. Don't think that's all God has for you. This is not the end. This is just a taste of the blessings of God. So enter into them in praise. Mashtakihi. He'll show you the answer. He'll give you steps to take. And he'll reveal the next thing that he has. And he'll open the door because praise will get you into it. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Apragichiye. Brahma Sakiye. Brahma Sakaye. Oh, yeah. I see that. I see that. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. There, there, there. Did you hear what was said? 
Thank you, Lord. I'll just say it out of my mind because I know it in my mind now. Don't think that what you've entered into in, in uh, finances is the end. It's just a taste of things to come. And so worship and praise and revelation will come of steps to take. And as you take those steps, you'll get, your way, you'll get right into it and you'll praise your way right into it. Hallelujah. For you must be a demonstration financially to many. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I worship you. 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 We worship you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus. There was a, there was a uh, time in healing school. I wasn't in this, class, this, this session, but Brother Hagin, they just worshiped God for a while, and the glory came in. And we're on the edge of it. It's not really strong in here today, but it, we're on the edge of it. And they, but that day, you could see it like a cloud. Brother Hagin could see it like just hanging over the people. He said, if you, have a, if you have a need for healing, reach up. Just reach up into that glory. It's in that glory. He supplies our need according to his riches in everything you need is in that glory. A lady had been uh, operated on, I think, seven times or however many times, five, five times or something like that. And they had tried to fix something in her esophagus and they actually did more damage than good. So she had a feeding tube in she couldn't swallow. She was there that day. She just stretched up like that and took that healing and she went and she pulled that feeding tube out. She was completely healed. Hallelujah. Praise God. That's where we're going. <laughs> Glory to God. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise be to God. 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 Amen. Let me, let, me, let me advise you of something. This is not just for Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights. Amen. When you get done with lunch today or, you know, throughout your day, Father, I just thank you. I worship you. Amen. And do it long enough until you get into the anointing. Amen. Did you get anything out of the service today? Well, praise the Lord. We'll be back here on, yes. The Lord says that he's raising up millionaires in this church if we'll let him. I said, he's, he's raising up millionaires in this church if we'll let him. I'm going to be the first me. one. <laughs> that came very clear to me if we'll let him. There are others that will go under, but we won't. We'll go over top if we will let him. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Lord. So follow the Spirit. For he's within you and he's your counselor and he's your guide and he'll teach you to profit and he'll show you the way to go. So enter into his presence with thanksgiving and you'll see a full supply and then you'll know and you'll see and you'll go and you'll be. <laughs> oh, no, 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 oh, no, 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 no. It's not that way, but it's this way up. Yeah, 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 yeah. That doesn't need the interpretation. <laughs> Woo! Glory! Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory! Thank you, Lord. 
some, some of the stuff they're all concerned about out there in the economy. This is a good time to buy cheap. Once, once it all settles out, it'll be a good time to buy cheap. Praise the Lord. That's what, that's what, that's what her and I are getting ready to do. We're, we're getting ready to buy cheap. <laughs> glory. Well, glory. I'm glad I came this morning. How about you? Turn to your neighbor and say, praise him for the rest of the day and go on through. Yeah, go on through. Yeah.